Hi, and welcome to today's episode of the Profit Productivity Podcast. It's your host, Michael Tipper. Who else would it be? So today's episode is called Micro-Perfectionism and Commitment to the Task. Now, someone yesterday accused me of being a perfectionist, but, but in a good way. Now, I reflected on this and thought I'd share my thoughts about my thoughts on this thought. And I'm also going to, uh, I'm also, <laughs> I'm also going to look at commitment as well. So I believe I'm a micro-perfectionist. So I was proudly labelled as a true perfectionist yesterday. So the context of the conversation is a group of fellow speakers were talking about stuff yesterday. And reference was made to a friend and colleague who wasn't present. Now, someone quipped about them being a perfectionist. So I put myself forward to taking the brunt of the light-hearted and well-meaning banter that was going to be targeted at our absent friend. But then someone said, no, Michael, you really are a perfectionist. Now, it took me a moment or two to realise they were actually complimenting me. They were making the point that many people claim to be a perfectionist as a way of avoiding doing something. It's a convenient excuse that something isn't ready to be delivered or launched. Now, in my friend's humble opinion, he felt that I actually was a perfectionist, a true perfectionist. But it was an interesting experience that got me thinking. Now, I do have an attention to detail and process at a level that even attention to detail and process people find extreme sometimes. But I wouldn't necessarily call myself a perfectionist now. Now, the reason, the reason I, I, I resist it is because there are connotations to things not getting done because of the perfectionist streak. And I prefer to think that I like to get things right. Now, in the past, I have been guilty of perfectionism. But I believe, I think, yeah, pretty much I believe that I've let that go now. Now, I, I know that the perfectionism element has gone or at least has diminished dramatically, because I'm now launching into things that are incomplete or ill-defined or don't even exist when I announce them. Now, in the past, that never would have happened. To give you an example, my productivity surgery, which uh, tomorrow is the second, third one I've done, I I announced I was going to do it. I had no idea whether anyone would turn up, what I was going to do. I just thought, right, let me get in out there and then make it happen. The perfectionist in me, or if that had dominated my thinking as it used to years ago, would have had kittens at the thought of not being prepared. And I think I can remember once when the shift happened. Um, there's this, I was running a leadership program up in the northwest of England, and I had about 18 people on this leadership program, and we had to do an exercise. And the exercise was all about communication. And in doing the exercise, there was a puzzle they had to solve. So I knew that it was a good exercise to do. So I initiated the exercise, but I didn't have the answer to the puzzle. And what I did is I blagged my way through the exercise. When I say blagged, what I mean, I, I got them to go through the process of the exercise and gave them learning benefits, but without actually telling them the process. It was only later on in the evening that I rang up some colleagues and said, that exercise, what's the answer? And they told me, I thought, oh, good, I can use that tomorrow. And when I explained what I'd done, they, were, they just could not believe it because they'd known me being a complete perfectionist. They just thought it was astounding that I'd initiated something without actually knowing what the answer was. So that's the first story I can remember me doing that. So I know there has been a shift in uh, my life. So I have been guilty of it in the past. Now, whilst perfectionism is a trait I do occasionally exhibit, I don't necessarily relate to the identity of a perfectionist because it's generally perceived in a negative format. So then this morning it hit me. I'm a micro-perfectionist. And 
what I mean by that is as long as the little bit I'm working on is right, then I'm happy to move forward and go with it. And the micro, the, so the micro perfectionism means that it's still there, but in a fractal, uh, a fractal focus. So I'm just focusing on that little bit, making that absolutely right, and then just launching and seeing what happens. If I tried to make everything in my right in my world, as I would have done in the past, I would just never have the hours in the day. Nothing would ever get done, which is what has happened in the past to me. But because I've released this now, and I'm now a micro-perfectionist, it means the stuff I do do, I love that, do-do-do, do-do-do-do, da-da-da. The stuff I do do, you know, (laughs) do-do, sorry, the stuff I do do is going to be good. But I'll make sure on a micro-level, because there's no point just throwing stuff out there randomly and it not working, because that can undermine it. Um, Although, I'm I'm about to contradict myself here, but sometimes you have to just throw stuff out and make it better. And I think that's where I am. I'm at, I'm at the process where I do throw stuff out and make it better, but the making it better is where the perfectionist part comes in me. I'm not stopping doing stuff by saying it's got to be right before it goes. It goes out and then I make it right. And I think that is a subtle difference that I've got with that. So that was my perfectionism story. So commitment to a task. Now, this I think is quite an important um, thing for me in terms of looking at uh, how to be productive. My mantra is to do more important work in a more focused way more often and for longer. And this morning I had a two-hour, and the relevance of that will come apparent in a second. This morning I had a two-hour Zoom call with a collaborator and a potential client. Now because of significant time zone differences, it was early morning for me and late afternoon for them. So as soon as we finished, I had my breakfast and then set about closing the loops created in the meeting. Now there's something quite powerful about staying on top of a project. In the past, it would have been easy for me to just to put the actions that came out of the meeting on my backlog board and then find time f- to do them at some point. It's a, it's a form of mild procrastination. I'm not actually putting them off. I'm just not doing them immediately. It's a subtle difference that in the past I've used as a reasonable excuse to flit over to another task, let my uh, satisfy the needs for my reptilian brain for something novel and exciting. But of course, there's a cost to doing that. Um, there's always the inevitable delay in the project that you're working on because it's waiting for you to get those things done. But more importantly, there's a drain on the mental resources that will keep track of it whilst there isn't a sense of completion about the things I'm committed to doing. Now, today I've had the meeting, I've progressed the actions, I've parked the project ready for the next phase and have a clear mind that there is no more I can do on that task. And it feels fantastic and clear. The weight is off my shoulders. The weight is off my mind. The load is gone from my mind. And I can now move on to something else. Now, the project's not finished, but I've got it as far as I can take it. I'm waiting for the next inputs to move it forward. That is a great place to be. Now, I often rant about how you can't multitask. And actually, you can't. In terms of our our brain's abilities, we cannot multitask. We cannot hold two thoughts, competing thoughts in our mind at the same time. We have to switch from one to the other. And the problem with multitasking when we're trying to do too many things at once is the context switching. The switch from one context to another creates a delay. And that delay is a waste of time. And also it reduces the effectiveness of our attention and our focus. But when you are, if you step back up from the moment and into maybe the day or the week, if you've got a number of projects working, you get one to a point and then you park it and then move on to the next one and move that one. So you're shuffling a number of projects along. Then that, whilst it might look like multitasking, 
it isn't, is a way of moving multiple projects along. Now, let me just caveat that by saying be very, very careful of getting involved in too many projects because you could be delaying the completion of one or more of those because you're working on other projects. And that is something to be careful of. But in this day and age where we have to deal with multiple inputs, multiple clients, multiple sources of information, the, uh, the, the ability to be able to work on one thing for until it's completed is probably a luxury that few have. But if we have that intention of doing more important work in a more focused way, more often and for longer, what we'll find is we'll get, get greater momentum on the tasks that we need to do, push them forward faster and further forward faster, such that more progress is made. And that's the key thing. So committing to the task and staying with it was a bit of a challenge because I was tired, I needed to have some breakfast, and I wanted to do other stuff. But it's one of those disciplines that when it becomes a habit, will make a big, big difference. Now, a few weeks ago, I did a daily productivity challenge on LinkedIn. And one of the things was picking a task and committing to it, even if it was the wrong task. And I specified that, or I was quite keen on that being the case, because when you make a decision and you start working on something, you've decided that's the best path. You, you've taken a decision. You've used, I, hopefully, the best information available and picked what you think the best course of action is. If all of a sudden you realize it's not a good course of action, then you have two options. You can continue until it's complete or you shift. Now, if you shift, you start training yourself that it's easy for you to jump from task to task, which is why I recommend people finish the task, even if it takes you down a bit of a, a bit of a rabbit hole, because then you will have really felt the challenge of doing that, which means you will be much more sensitive to making a better decision, which will refine your decision-making abilities, such that hopefully next time you pick something actually is what you should be doing, not what will lead you down a rabbit hole. So that's why that's important to do that, is making that commitment. So this commitment to the task, whether it's the right or wrong task, has a number of benefits. It trains you to finish something. And if it's the wrong thing, it gets you to recalibrate your decision-making process such that it's going to be better next time round. And I find that this is one of those disciplines that will reap its reward, but it's going to take a, a time to get into the habit of doing it and instilling it and fine-tuning it. It's not one of those step change benefits that you'll get because you suddenly start doing a technique. So that's today's episode. Until tomorrow.